0: If you're interested in partnering with Magical Storybook English Nanny Bedtime Stories or wanting to know more about sponsorship opportunities, then visit our website www.magical-storybook.com. You can also download free read-along books to accompany our fairy tales. Welcome to Magical Storybook English Nanny Bedtime Stories. The Martha and Chris Great Night Adventure The Magic Oak Tree In the deepest dark woods, in a land far away, stood an old ruined castle that was gloomy and grey. Inside was old armour from the days when brave knights would wear it to protect them when they were in fights with dragons and witches and creatures of old. They fought for great honour and barrels of gold. In the grounds, Chris and Martha found a twisted old oak with a hole in its trunk that was shaped like a cloak. Around it were branches all twisted and curled, it looked like the door to a magical world. When they squeezed through the gap, the tree started to wake. Then it stretched and it yawned and it started to shake. Then the tree left the ground and shot into the air and it flew round the birds with the greatest of care. Down there, yelled the tree, that's where we shall land where wizards and witches swish wands in their hands and dragons and knights often fight in great battles and big cannons fire, making castle doors rattle. Then Martha and Chris heard a thunderous cry as a great ball of flames flew across the blue sky. With a green thrashing tail and two long, flapping wings, a dragon flew past, blowing flaming smoke rings. When the magic oak landed, Chris and Martha stepped out. They thanked the tree kindly and then looked about. Nearby was a tunnel leading deep underground. Should we go down it? Martha asked with a frown. The Strange Statues In the underground tunnel was a great tiled hall where a hundred white statues stood against every wall there were statues of dragons with long spread-out wings and knights on their horses and crowned queens and kings chris looked over at martha with a most puzzled face these statues look real this is a very strange place in the corner was a big door lit by candlelight It had a sign saying, Enter only if you are a knight. The Gloomy Letter As they walked down a hallway, they saw a dark cloud floating over a letter. Martha read it out loud. It was from Norman the Knight. It was a tale of great drama. It told how a dragon had stolen his armour. As the letter became sadder, the cloud began raining. Norman said he'd gone home. He couldn't finish his training. Odd Job Bob Outside the tunnel, they felt a nice breeze. They were standing in a forest full of magical trees. There in the distance was a man trying to heave some paint up a ladder. He was painting the leaves. It was old odd job Bob. He was painting them all to smarten them up for the great outlaw ball. He was painting some red and some brightest gold and the forest looked lovely although it was old. Bob told them that Molly, the old mountain witch, would help them find Norman, which made Martha twitch. A witch, cried out Martha, sounds terribly frightening. Then a white stag ran past with a bright flash of lightning. The mystical mountain witch. In the mystical mountains there are mystical spells and the sparkling blue puddles are really magical wells. But one well was broken. It was a dried up mud bed and a woman stood over it, scratching her head. She was staring straight down at the waterless well and she held in her hand an old rusty bell. The kindly old woman was the witch Molly Merle, the guardian of the well and its magical swirl. For thousands of years, when the bell had rung loud, the well water swirled and a magical cloud of foam would then take you where you asked it to go. Molly cried, ''The bell's cracked, so no water will flow.'' Martha took out some tape from a bag on the floor and sealed up the crack and the bell rang once more. As the well filled with water, Molly clapped with delight. Then she thanked our explorers and said that they might like to jump in the well, which would transport them home, as the water had magic in its sparkling blue foam. Martha jumped in the well and then Chris jumped in after, Molly Merle rang the bell and they burst into laughter. The water rose round them, swirling higher and higher, and the bell sang out loudly like a deafening choir. The bell went on ringing as they both started spinning and they whirled round and round to the magical sound. Then a deafening clang meant their journey was done and they were stood in a puddle. Underneath the bright sun, the ghostly stag. They ran through the woods where the magical things have horns on their head or sometimes have wings. This is the land where the ghostly stag roams and where knights leave them apples outside of their homes. If you see glowing antlers, you'll know one is near but legend will tell you there's nothing to fear. Look, whispered Chris, trying not to be loud, as she spotted a knight sitting under a cloud. It was Norman the knight. He was down in the dumps. They ran fast towards him and made Norman jump. The knight cheered up quickly when he saw that they'd found the magical letter he'd left on the ground. "'I've been invited to Robin Hood's great outlaw ball, "'but without my smart armour, I'm not allowed in the hall. "'Will you help fight the dragon in a land far away "'and take back my armour that he stole yesterday?' "'He halted mid-sentence and yelled, "'Look, it's here!' "'And there, right before them, the ghost stag appeared. "'Norman gave it an apple,' and its tail gave a swish. Then the stag bowed and said, I will grant you one wish. Robin Hood The stag ran so fast through the deepest dark woods, and running behind just as fast as they could were Martha and Chris and their friend Norman Knight. As they raced through the trees, Martha laughed with delight. With a twang and a whoosh, an arrow flew past. It was fired from a bow and it was travelling fast. They heard it go boing as it hit a large tree and dangling from it was a rusty old key. The stag said goodbye and he wished them good luck before bounding away with a kick and a buck. Then out from a tree came a man dressed in green. With the funniest clothes that they ever had seen. It was old Robin Hood, the most famous outlaw, who'd been washing his socks when he suddenly saw the key to the castle arrive on an arrow. Now he could sneak in and steal their supply of marshmallows. At the Land of the Dragons, at the edge of the woods was a sight so enchanting. A hundred green dragons held saplings for planting. They were green forest dragons who protected the trees and watered the meadows to give homes to the bees. Another winged dragon swooped down to the floor, carrying armour which it dropped by a giant cave door. In there, shivered Norman, pointing down to the cave, is where our quest takes us. I hope you're both brave, for deep in that cave lives a large scary dragon who has armour wheeled in on the back of a wagon. Chris then looked at Martha and said with a grin, ''Well, we wanted adventure. Yes, Norman, we're in!'' "'We'll get back your armour. We're not scared at all. "'Then you will look smart for the great outlaw ball.' "'They found the old blacksmith and borrowed some swords "'and helmets and shields that he was making for lords. "'Then they crept to the door of the old dragon's lair. "'They knocked on the door and a voice growled, "'Who's there?' "'We've come,' quivered Norman, "'to pick up my armor." Then they all raised their shields and they tried to act calmer. The door swung wide open and the dragon yelled, "'Splendid!' Then he smiled very sweetly and said, "'Here, it's all mended. "'I saw it was broken and that you were weeping, "'so I decided to mend it for you while you were sleeping.' My name is Firecracker. I'm a professional tailor. I sew uniforms for knights and wizards and sailors. But because of the great ball, my workload is double. I'm so far behind that I might be in trouble. Firecracker looked down at the big shiny pile of armour and sighed. I'll be here for a while. Martha and Chris and young Norman the knight decided to help him and they worked through the night. They had finished by dawn and the dragon was delighted. When my customers arrive, they will be so excited. Firecracker said thank you while smoothing a tassel. Climb onto my back. I'll drop you back at the castle. They flew on the dragon so high in the sky and Martha and Chris waved the village goodbye. Jim and Jack, the castle guard cats. At the castle, two guard cats stood next to the door. One rubbed its ears and then licked its white paw. The guard cats were tall, they were ever so wise. They both had long ears and massive round eyes. Jim's fur was bright ginger and Jack's black and white. They would squabble all day and then cuddle at night. With their hard metal helmets and long shiny spears, they had guarded the castle for thousands of years. They loved to play tricks on the people who passed and always ignored any questions they were asked. Instead, they would wink at them, then disappear, and pop up behind them and claw at their ear. They sent Chris and Martha's heads all in a spin. It looked like the fairy guards would never let them in. Then Jim annoyed Jack, and while they were hissing and spitting, Chris saw a book where the cats had been sitting. It belonged to Morgana, an evil old witch, who stole people's treasure. She was ever so rich. She stole from the great kings and queens on the throne. And if they cried, stop, she would turn them to stone. The book held the secret to breaking her spells. It said, play a song from the dream fairies' bells. Then the statues that stand in the hall by the tree will come back to life and then all will be free. The Dream Bubble Fairies There's only one way to get dream fairy bells. You must fall fast asleep by a magical well. They found a blue well and then Chris went to sleep and out from the well with a bounce and a leap came a dream bubble fairy who was ringing her bell to bring Chris a dream with her musical spell. Martha showed her the spell book and asked whether she might help them set all of the stone statues free. The fairy agreed, saying, Morgana is known for turning the people she steals from to stone. A long time ago, she once travelled the land, swishing her wand and then raising her hand to turn into statues, great knights, kings and queens, and wizards and dragons in great battle scenes. And all of them now stand as statues enchanted in an unknown location until my song is chanted. We know where they are, yelled all three with a boom, in a gloomy tiled hall under the castle's ballroom. The Enchanted Statues Norman led them all back to the great tiled hall where the statues stood lining the dark gloomy walls. The dream fairy lit up the room with her wand and summoned the magic from lands far beyond. Then out of her bubble drifted magical notes making beautiful sounds and they started to float around every statue while touching them lightly and as they did so, the statue shook very slightly. Then the dream bubble fairy took her magical bell and rang it while chanting the curse-breaking spell. Then the shaking white statues began to glow bright. Then they started to crack, and with a great flash of light, their white marble casing crashed down to the floor, and the cursed ones inside them came back to life once more. The dream fairy's bell filled the room just once more, and the stone dragons woke with a thunderous roar. You freed us, they cried. You have rescued us all. Now are we in time for the Great Outlaw Ball? The Great Outlaw Ball The great outlaw ball was a sight to behold. There was music and dancing and jelly in moulds. Witches and dream fairies danced with their bells, while old wizard Merlin made cakes using spells. Black knights and white knights were jousting in battles. William Tell and King Arthur were juggling with apples. Sir Lancelot and Guinevere spun round holding hands and outlaws arrived there from faraway lands. In a corner, King John was trying not to cry as Robin Hood ran off with his marshmallow supply. Dragons entertained with their aero-gymnastics while everyone agreed that the trees looked fantastic. The guard cats played drums while which Molly sang loud. The castle was buzzing with the partying crowd. Then a loud trumpet called them to the archery contest, where kings took on outlaws to prove who was the best. Chris and Martha both entered and went up and stood next to Norman the Knight and their friend Robin Hood. With a whoosh, boing, and twang, arrows flew one by one towards the red target. But who do you think won? <laughs> back at the ruined castle. At the end of the ball, Martha said with a sigh, It's time to go home now, we must say goodbye. They found the old oak tree and both stepped inside, and the magic tree woke up and took to the skies. A group of green dragons soon joined them in flight, and waving from firecracker was Norman the knight. Back at the castle ruin, they stood side by side and remembered the people who had once lived inside. Then suddenly before them, the guard cats appeared. They bowed and said, Thank you, and then disappeared.